spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 cool Monday. And yes, I am in shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Went out today, 29 at my house. Oh, stop it. No fear. Did you not bring a jacket? No. Nah. So you're really in shorts and a t-shirt? Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, it's football with a, you know, playing, you know, just, it feels like Buffalo. That's what I'm assuming. That was great yesterday, was. seeing the snow. Uh, Becky Lynn, Sky Harbor Airport. As of 1 o'clock today, the high temperature was only 49. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last day Phoenix failed to reach 50 degrees was nearly four years ago. February 22, 2019. I got to tell you, I know how pathetic this sounds. I'm chilled to the bone. I, and I'm a guy who lived back east in horrible weather. I went to Syracuse University where all it did was snow. I mean, it snowed. We were talking like feet, yeah. not, not inches, but feet. And I, I I can never get warm out here after 27, 28 years. Well, your, blo- your blood's thinking a little bit, yeah, right? I know. You know. I, think that's it. Yeah. I, I went and played softball on Friday. Long underwear. You didn't. Can I tell you something? Yes. I didn't wear long underwear when I was back east. A single time, not once. And out here, if it's 50 degrees, long underwear. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. I need a snuggle, buddy. Who's going to snuggle me today because I'm cold? Wow, that's amazing. I need a blanket. Get my blankie in there. I don't know how I'm going to do it. We got the heat on in here. It's cold. Shorts and a t-shirt. I'm I'm not even (laughs) that cold. I had to get Chad to turn a little air on in here. I was suffocating. Because we, I do want to remind everybody, we are indoors. We don't do our shows outside. (laughs) Like if we were outside, maybe maybe I got a little jacket Uh, uh, on. Probably still have my shorts on. And I'm in a broom closet. You're in a great big Let me tell you something. I'm closer to the window than both of you. And there's no insulation over here. I'm freezing my rear end. Oh, my God. I don't know if you'll be able to survive. (laughs) How did he die? Hypothermia. My Let's kick some news around, shall we? Uh, the uh, Yuma mayor, our friend Doug Nichols. Well, we're not really friends with any politicians, but I got to tell, I got to say, I like that He's guy. Fun. He's well, fun. he let us. If you guys haven't, the first time we interviewed him, we gave him four different names. <laughs> we, we did. Doug Nichols was apparently too hard to pronounce. <laughs> we be called Nick him. Douglas, Doug yeah. Nicholson. Yeah, it was awful. And we called back and apologized to him the next day. But he, yeah, of all the people, he is usually very. He's very generous with his time. Yes, he's he's willing to come on and talk about. He's stuff. got a tough job. We know the board. Order is a mess, and guess what? He is saying that Joe Biden's plan is working. Gosh, if you were to ask me which of Biden's policy plans would end up working, it seems that the border one so far, so good. Uh, so if you if you remember, uh, the president of the United States done absolutely nothing on the border, absolutely nothing until just a couple weeks ago. And border crossings, at least in Yuma, are down. For the first time in years, there are signs the number of migrants crossing Arizona's southern border near Yuma is slowing. In early January, President Biden issued an order requiring migrants from Nicaragua, Haiti, and Cuba to go through the regular asylum process. If they don't, they're immediately returned to their home country. Migrants from Venezuela must also follow similar rules. Now, during a city council meeting when... All right, let's hold up. All right. So we know that the four places, Venezuela... Nicaragua, Haiti, and Cuba, um, they all get turned away at the border. If they don't have the app. If they, yeah, it's an app. You got to, and you got to go through the app in your home country. If you show up at the border from one of those four places. appointment based on the app. You're turned around. Mm -hmm. It's, is it that easy to secure the border? Well, look, if it's that easy to secure the border, I think people are going to look around going, you know, we could have done this a long time ago. We could have done this years ago. You're right. We could have done it two years ago. 
Yeah, but and I, we, but but we didn't. But but what I'm saying now is, do we need a wall? Do we need a fence? Do we need more border patrol agents? Or do we just say no to four countries? Well, yeah, but I, I'm just we saying. had 150 countries plus last year. Uh, the question is, can this last? Because how many gotaways? You know, how many people are going to say, "Screw it, I've walked this far. I'm not going to not get in the country right. based on an app." Right. City Council meeting Wednesday night. Yuma's mayor said the plan is working. That has seemed to have had a reduction in flow or that or some other reason. And uh, we're, we're down to between 600 and 800 a day. Now, he told us at one point it was like 1,200 a day, I think. Yeah, there was there. Yeah, because it's ebbs and Something flows, down. right? The difference is normally for years, and we've talked about on this show and, and throughout all the times you've been here, but I've been on the radio, the ebbs and flows. There's times of years that people travel, and there's other times where they stay back. And maybe, that, but that, that, that's not happened that the last two and a half, three years. No, it's just no. a steady flow. No. Because at one time, 1,200 a day, 1,100 a day consistently. Yeah. So it's, it, it, you could look at it and say maybe Biden's policy is cut it in half. Now, in El Paso, I don't know what's going on there uh, or yet. Or Tucson. I don't Tucson. know what's happening in Tucson. Right. I know it's what's happening in California. Are mm. people going, you know, screw it. We're just going to go to places we think will be welcomed. Yuma seems to like the Biden plan. And, and, if, it, and if this Biden plan does work, it, it, you know, everybody should say, hey, that's a good plan, Mr. President. It's about time you did it. But I think it's the other side of it, too. You did nothing for two years. Yeah. You could have done this two years ago. This really wasn't they didn't have to they didn't have to write a new law. They didn't have to they didn't have to do anything. Well, they didn't they, have to convince anybody. They just did it. Remember, they just said you can't come in if you're from Nicaragua, Haiti, Cuba or Venezuela. Boom. Like the stroke of a pen or. I just I just snapped my fingers and that's what we're going to do at the border. Is it that easy? There's a lawsuit right now that this thing will probably hurt sooner rather than later. And this could stop that. But here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. You got to remember who put this together. Government. And those people are coming over here and they're trying to get on that damn app. And they're realizing government website sucks. Yeah. Everything falls apart and they get kicked off of it. I'm sure they don't have good Wi-Fi in certain areas. The frustration level grows. So that's also a, a helper. That's their plan. Make it so it's t- obnoxiously hard. Right. But what's wrong with that? No, I don't think there's be. anything wrong with it. No, but it's not fixing the 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 issue as well from these countries. And eventually, people are going to go. Well, I'm still coming in. I'm, I'm just a, not going to try to do the asylum thing. I'm, I'm just going to sneak, sneak in. in. Yeah. And was it 1.2 million gotaways last year? Is yeah. what they're reporting total. But if you're talking about we're down 600 to 800 a day in Yuma, according to the mayor, I'd like the other number. What the other number isn't here. The other number I want to know is how many people are you now turning around and telling them to go back into Mexico compared to a month ago? Yeah. That's the number I want. Are there still droves of people that are 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 are, are coming? You know, we're trying our, to get in here, just showing up. They're just showing up, and we're saying, "Nope, where are you from? Oh, can't can't have can't have you come in." I want to know that number. Yeah, because I agree. Is that still a big number, or did just you know? Flipping a switch and saying we're not, not letting these four places in. Did that keep everybody in their country of origin? Did the people in, let's just say, Venezuela say, hey, I got no chance if I walk over there. I got no chance. I'm going to have to walk all the or way are back. the coyotes trying to go, okay, guess what, guys? Our plan originally, it's changed, so this is what we're going to have to do now. That's a possibility. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. Does the weather in Yuma impact this at all? I'm looking back at the last week of December. The lows in Yuma were in the 50s. Yeah. The last two or three weeks in Yuma, the lows have been in the 30s and 40s. I don't think it. I don't think it no. matters at all because no. I think people were coming here at 115 degrees, uh, and I also think that people in El Paso there were some migrants who froze. 
Yeah, they were sleeping outside under cardboard boxes. They froze. Because of how cold it was, and they had nowhere to go. I think they look at weather and like... No, not at this point. Like, I don't being care. cold over there or being cold here, I'd rather be cold here than there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't. I don't think. I think it's. I think bringing up the weather. We were kind of joking about it. You know, beginning of the show. Fair question. Yeah, but I don't think the weather is stopping them. You know, we learned a couple years ago. Summer didn't stop anybody from coming here. And for years, that was been one of those things. There was like at least six plus weeks of times where it's so inhospitable to travel through some of these areas that you just can't. You just people don't do it, and that never slowed down. And those months that used to be were all of a sudden record-setting months. Yep. Yep. All right, so instead of 1,200 migrants a day coming over in Yuma, the mayor there says it's about six or 800, and it looks like it is what the president did. He named four places, Nicaragua, Haiti, Cuba, uh, and Venezuela. If you try and, and claim asylum at our border, you have zero chance of getting in. 100% of people will be turned around. And seems, remember, seems was, it 30, was it 33,000 from each country now every, from those countries are going to be let in every month as a parolee right. immigration status, which means they're allowed to stay here and work here. Right. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. How long does it last? Because we could be know. here a month from now going, okay, it's back up to 1,200. Well, in Title 42, yeah. up in the air, who knows? All right. Coming up next, did Rio Verde Foothills win their lawsuit against Scottsdale over water? Remember, the Scottsdale mayor shut the water off on Rio Verde. Uh, there was a big lawsuit. Who won that? We'll talk about it next on the Gatos and Chad Show. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Yeah, you missed any of the show, subscribe now. It's Gatos and Chad Show podcast. Your iPhone, your Android, never miss any of the shows. Never miss any. Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com, higherprice.com. Spent a lot of time last week on the Rio Verde Foothills community. How uh, the Scottsdale mayor has shut off the water. Uh, to many residents there. And we had a few residents on. We had a water expert on. Uh, we had someone from Maricopa County Board of Supervisors on. Uh, we had, it was a David Cook representative yep. uh, here in uh, uh, the Arizona State Senate. He's actually working with Democrats and trying to get something done, trying to get the water turned back on. Uh, the only person that is is pretty, you know, uh, quiet about it is the evil mayor of Scottsdale. Evil. Well, over the weekend, well, really towards the end of Friday, uh, there was a lawsuit. Okay, Rio Verde versus uh, Scottsdale, and Scottsdale won that lawsuit. And I just want to question: what What was it that the judge saw that says we shouldn't turn the water back on in Rio Verde? Let's ask our buddy Barry Markson, Valley Attorney, KTAR host. Uh, Bear, good to have you on the show. Why did the judge decide to go against Rio Verde? Well, the, the lawsuit between uh, Rio Verde filed against Scottsdale remains, but they also asked for a, a, a temporary stay, an order that would require Scottsdale to continue providing water to Rio Verde during the duration of the lawsuit. The court rejected that uh, premise, and it, it relied on Rio, Rio Verde was trying to say that Scottsdale is, in essence, a water utility to Rio Verde because it's been providing water. There's a statute that says once you provide a utility, you can't stop. What the court said is that Scottsdale, in fact, is not a water water utility for Rio Verde. It simply allowed Rio Verde residents to come to Scottsdale's standpipe, which is just a pipe that you can get water from, uh, and allowed them to take it. They weren't providing water to Rio Verde. They weren't, you know, piping it over there. They weren't trucking it over there. Uh, 
And as a result, Rio Verde had no standing, and the court found it's unlikely they're to pr- they will prevail on their lawsuit. So the court rejected their request for a temporary stay. Barry, what are some of the other options uh, that they're going to be looking at here as far as the law goes, that they're hoping that, that they can push forward and get this thing at least temporarily re- you know, put back to the way it was? Well, I think it's unlikely that Rio Verde is going to be able to, under the law, force Scottsdale to provide them with water. Uh, they're not Rio Verde is not part of Scottsdale. It's interesting as I read this stuff nationally and even locally. Um, it's a completely uh, unincorporated area. It's really Maricopa County's, I guess, responsibility if you want to call it that, or their own. I mean, they, they look if folks want to live outside of a city, they don't want to live with a city government. They want to live, you know, more like that. That's okay. But that means that they're automatically taking on the responsibilities that a city would often uh, provide, those sort of utilities and services. They're taking that on themselves. Uh, and Scottsdale, I think it's important to notice here, this, it isn't like Scottsdale said on December 15th, we're cutting off the water. They've been saying this for years. They gave full lo- notice over a year ago that they were going to do this. This wasn't a surprise to the people at Rio Verde. They just haven't been able to come up with a with a solution or a, 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 you know an effort to get the water from another source yet. I think what the surprise was is you had the mayor out there um, not want to hear a solution. You know, he was offered solutions that was actually going to make Scottsdale money. Um, we had Representative Cook on on Friday, I believe. He said, listen, we've got a couple things out here. The mayor can just say yes to. I need four votes in the in the council. Uh, I, I just, Barry, I, I, I just think it is uh, it is the mayor who, who really has doesn't really care, actually. And I think it's uh, I, I think it's pretty callous. It, you can turn the water off and you can warn people you're going to do it. But if there's a solution right in front of you and you don't take it and it doesn't cost you anything, then you're a jerk. Well, I, look, I, I'm not I, I don't know what's in the mayor Ortega's mind. But what, what I would consider from a legal perspective is that if Scottsdale starts to provide water for Rio Verde beyond what it was already doing, uh, does that mean that under the statute it would now be considered a utility, that it would somehow now be required to provide these services into the future? Um, what if Rio Verde loses its other source of water again or the cost of that water becomes too high? Is Scottsdale now required by law to provide the water, even though that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. Um, you know, for people who live in Scottsdale, Gatos, you know, they're they're looking at this. No, no one's trying to be mean to Rio Verde. And I, you know, I do think it's important to notice. No, it isn't like these folks can't get water from other sources. They can. It just costs more. Um, but Three times as much. Resident, well, but but again, that's Rio Verde. You, if you built a house in Rio Verde or you bought a bought a house there, these are these are not surprises. There's no water utility there. You're trucking in water. Scottsdale has no obligation or responsibility for that any more than Scottsdale has an obligation to provide water to Mesa or Phoenix or anybody else. Um, so, you know, for the mayor, of, and I don't know what's going through the mayor's mind, but for the mayor of Scottsdale to say, look, we're running out of water. There's a drought, and we have we want to grow Scottsdale, and we have people in Scottsdale who require this water, not just right now, but ten years, thirty years, fifty years down the road, I, you know, there's a level of responsibility and fiduciary duty that, that our politicians have. Perhaps that's the way the mayor is looking at it. I, I refuse to blame Scottsdale for the for what Rio Verde put the position they put themselves in and their short-sightedness by not taking care of it long term. All right. Yeah. Barry Markson. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, See you later. There's a level of responsibility, though, that if you are the mayor of Scottsdale and there are solutions that are win-win in front of you. For you to ignore it, I think is the wrong thing to do. Well, here's and my, that's what he's done. Well, here's the thing, though, and and uh, he has done what is 
his right and obligation as the mayor to do. And I, and I understand, obviously, it's going through the, the court system again. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to prevail again. And if if even if you make some money, if it depletes your water source, you have every right to say no, because I'm looking out and we're going to be growing more than they are. And I don't we're think 500 need homes is going to deplete a water source in Scottsdale. I don't think 500 homes is going to do that. They've been taking care of this place for a long, long time. It's Why like is it their obligation to always take care of that place, though? It, that's just—I guess—that's the way it was. And but it's if, not your if you obligation. Ch- if it's not your obligation, why should it be their obligation going forward? Because there was a solution that he could have taken, and he ignored it. And then he cut water off to people, which is extremely dangerous. But they, they he had every opportunity across. Uh, he had years. every t- opportunity. But it doesn't mean that it was. We're hearing from those people that it was a good thing. We're not hearing from him, which is what I would, again, like to hear from. I don't need to hear from him. His silence tells me everything I need to know. That he literally did not want to do anything. And he shut the water off and he's fine with it. And he really doesn't care. Well, I'd like that's, to hear from him because I want to hear the well, side of the story. probably not going to. Well, I know. That's just it. Because so, when but you he have had a- every right to do it. And the court's saying he had every right to do it. And why aren't they going after Maricopa County if Maricopa County is the one who is supplying all the water? We were, that's told, a that it was, we were told this was not a Maricopa County issue. By them. Yeah. But the judge just said, this isn't Scottsdale's thing. This, you're not a utility. You're just a somebody who's got a pipe there that they use. Hmm. Well, I think something's going to be done. Well, Enough I think noise has been made, and they will drag this mayor across the finish line, whether he likes it or not. Maybe. Yeah. They might not. I have a feeling something's going to be done rather quickly. I actually do. And, it, and the mayor won't like it, but he's going to go along with it because he, he doesn't like it. Well, that would mean the courts he, would be putting it. Maybe. 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 We'll I don't even know. I think that he knows he looks so terrible in this situation. Uh, by not coming out and speaking, by saying, hey, I'm not Santa Claus. I'm not giving you any more. Literally saying things like that, that's a verbatim quote. Well, that's what he you did look, say, yeah. You look, you look like a bad dude. You look like a bad guy. But you people do. paint him that way. doesn't mean that he's also looking after his people. I don't hear a lot of people in Scottsdale going, we better do this. I hear a lot of people in Scottsdale I don't hear a lot. My uh, issue if, has always been, why do you have to vote for the mayor of Scottsdale if yeah. you have no rights in Scottsdale? Well, I think if you're in Scottsdale, you have water. You're, yeah. you're not looking over at Rio Verde. Yeah. So a resident of Scottsdale is like, I, I can't do anything about it anyway. And that's who he serves. Mm-hmm. And that's he who does. you got to remember at the end of the day. He serves them. Right, right. All right, coming up next, our churches, what, a thing of the past? Or yeah, becoming a thing of the they're past? becoming a thing of the past. Gatos and Chad Show. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. I uh, go to church. You go to church. Young people don't go to church, and it's showing. And we're we're watching. I think a massive change in what's taking place in the world of religion that will have ramifications for generations, and it is crazy. Tons of churches are closing. Last year, there were fifteen hundred more churches that closed than opened. That's huge. Young people in particular, they are not going to church. And one of the things they're talking about in a few of these studies is pandemic played a part in some things. But grandma and grandpa, great grandma and great grandpa, they went to church. They believe in God. Mom and dad believed in God, maybe didn't go to church. Young generation, they look at God as non-welcoming, non-open uh, not woke, if you will. A lot of the things that they want to be, he is not a part of. They're, 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 they want more. I, it, they I feel think, judged. There's a lot of different things that go into this. But I, think, I understand it. I think that they, I don't think they look at God that way. I don't think they know him. I think they look at certain churches and it's a total turnoff. I'll give you a couple examples. 
Um, you know, if you're on social media on a Sunday, there are, there's a decent chance you're going to see a pastor on stage in a big church railing about politics, telling us that Joe Biden is the devil. Um, and it's really disturbing. And you see people cheering it. That's one thing that I think if you're young, you look at because you always, you know, young, young people, maybe they lean a little left. They lean a lot left. Gotcha. Uh, are you going to go to that place? See, no. the problem is they think that all churches are like that. So that's the first thing. You see the really loud, boisterous pastor doing the wrong thing. And most pastors don't, in, in don't do places, that. In some places, yeah. Absolutely. That's for me, number one. Let me give you number two. Support of Donald Trump from evangelicals. Listen, I'm a, a Christian. Uh, I don't like Donald Trump. I gave him a chance. I don't like Joe Biden either. But I knew people uh, who, who worship him. Yeah, they, they worship Donald Trump like he's Jesus. And I'm not joking with that. I know people that have absolutely just drank the Kool-Aid and they're good people. And I don't know how they got from go to church. You know, we're in a small Bible study. You know, we like to give our time back to the church. But I'm going to absolutely 100 percent put up a shrine to Donald Trump at my house. I think young people look at that and they say, that's not for me. Well, because remember, they're also on the left and they, in, they don't like in Donald some cases, Trump. You know, the, I think a lot of that has been overblown at times mm. uh, because, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I had friends, you know, I went to Christian schools because my mom had to pay somewhere to take me. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, you looked around and there there was a, it was always about a lot of no. It was always about not being inclusive. It's always about a lot of different things. Yes, there's politics, but I mean, you know, play some role in it. Yeah, to a certain extent, it might. But mm. you know, I mean, we still everybody still watches Hollywood, right? Right and left by our. That's last time I checked, pretty left. So it only plays so much. But for a younger generation, if mom and dad don't go. Okay. And you don't feel like you're included because you're part of the LGBTQ. And think about this: the gen with Gen Z, twenty percent of them, twenty five percent, are supposedly part of the LGBTQ plus. Uh, so you're, you're already feeling like you're not welcomed. Uh, you, but they you, are in most places. They are welcome. They're absolutely welcomed. They just don't know that, and they're looking well, at the here's wrong the thing. places. Welcomed how on your rules based on your Bible. Well, I think at certain churches, and I know my church welcomes everybody. Yeah, if my you're church an, does too. If you're an ex-con, you come to my church. Absolutely. If you are gay, you come to my church. Everyone is... Well, every- everybody's welcome, but the thing is, there's a difference between being welcomed... Uh-huh. And understanding that, you know, look, if you're a believer, these are the things that we believe. And in believing these things, there's some certain things, sins and stuff like that, that maybe they're just not like, that's old school, that's old timey, that's not us. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. You know, it's a, it's a well, book of rules. you can't change the Bible. Well, see, that's just it. In yeah. a world where they're trying to change language and change past, they want a Bible that can be inclusive and you can change along the way. And that's a tough thing. You're not going to get that. Well, if you want to talk about welcoming people in, just look at who Jesus hang out with, hung out with. They weren't the best of society. No, I mean, it's not go, even close. Go take a peek at uh, some of the apostles and right. some of their their antics. And right. by the way, the the whole thing about Trump, who is it today? Uh, 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 Billy Graham's kid came out and said, no, I'm not going to endorse Trump. I'm not going to endorse him. And the evangelicals are turning away from him Good. fast. And, they should. Yeah. And, you know, they should. Here's what you should be is you you should be. Non-denominational in your politics at the pulpit should be about belief, relationship with God. And I don't need to hear your your thought. And that's the beauty of, I think, of a lot of modern churches that are going on is that they're they're 
getting away from some of that, which is good. But you're still going to find those uber crazy ones out there in places. They're going to push their politics no matter what. But I just I look around and I understand why some of the kids feel completely unwelcomed in some areas because their thought, even if you go to church, they look at the book of uh, and the Bible as as something They've that never isn't welcoming to read them. it. So how do they know? They haven't looked at it. So Even how do some they know? that have are like, I just, I don't Maybe. agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with this, or I don't agree with that, or yeah. I don't agree with these kind of things. And and they look around and it's like, how many, uh, you know? I think it's more of an commandments ex- are there. Well, six hundred and some. Uh, but, you I think know. there's still more of an excuse. I think if you're just saying that the Bible is not for me, have you really even cracked it open? Have you? And have you read it in a way, in 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 language that you can actually understand it? Because there's different ways to read the Bible. Well, if you're for choice, uh-huh. you're not going to win that argument with the Bible. Okay. So what then? If so, that's a huge thing for you, choice, hmm. you're not winning that argument. So so the only way I'm going to go to church is if I think everything in the Bible I've got to go with. Every single every single thing. 100%. Well, if you believe in the Bible the and same. it's the gospel and it's God's word, then that's what you're supposed to follow. Yeah. If you're starting to make things up and pick and choose, that's not the way. That, and that's the way that I think a lot of young people. Plus, they think it's a Sunday. It's kind of boring. You know, it can be, too. That's also another thing. We also live in a society where I continue to say, make it a, make it one song in 15 minutes. I think you'll find more people show up. Uh, you make it 12 songs and most of them are slow and they last 20 minutes. And then a 45 or 50 minute sermon. People aren't going to be thrilled by that. I think you got to find the right church. There are a lot of good churches out there that, that do it the right way and will keep you in your seat and there's a point to the whole thing after you're done. Yeah. That's And I think your parents too. Yeah. You know, give giving the opportunity to meet God and, and you know through them and then you decide from there. All right. My kids are Buddhist, so I don't know. <laughs> churches are closing at rapid numbers in the United States. We'll continue to talk about it. Up next, it's the most heartwarming story in sports. And now it is just one big conspiracy theory. Next. It's the Gatos and Jack Show. Did you watch uh, some football over the weekend? I loved it. I loved it. The Cowboys lost. It was fantastic. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys. I was raised to be a Giants fan, which means you hate the Eagles and the Cowboys. But now I'm out here. I'm a Cardinals fan. I don't like the Niners. But um, you were a Niner fan yesterday. Yesterday, I guess. And it hurts hurts to say that. But but also yesterday, I was was hoping the Bills would win. because they haven't won a Super Bowl in forever, but also they've got such they've got forever, this, right? Neither the Bengals won, right? Yeah, it's the Demar Hamlin story. It was the most heartwarming story in the country when he just you know fell down and basically dropped dead on the field, and they had to bring him back. We've never seen anything like it, and you know. There's not a lot that everybody gets behind in the country. Not everybody got behind this guy. uh, And they they donated millions of dollars to his charity. Millions of people were praying for this guy. And he seems to be okay. So yesterday, he shows up at the game. Remember, it was snowing in Buffalo. He shows up at the game. Uh, they announce him from like the you know the, the box. I think it was like the second quarter, right? right? They announce him. The place goes crazy. But this is America, and are you ready for the conspiracy theory I know about uh, it Damar Hamlin? Really? Mm-hmm. All right. The player's decision to cover up his face with sunshades, a scarf, and a hood-fueled baseless narratives claiming that Hamlin is still in hospital or even has died, and that the person seen in the stadium is a body double. Oh, jeez. And that the NFL is covering up some hidden truth. What's going on in Buffalo? 
First, the bill's owner hasn't been seen in public, and now we're supposed to believe this is Damar Hamlin. Okay, so that is uh, that's that's uh, as a robot reading that crap. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, of course, you've got the vaccine conspiracies when it comes to Damar Hamlin. Of course, and uh, that's everywhere. Like all these people are dying, and like, well, did they die? Did we know this before? But now we have something to link it to. Right. Uh, I don't know about the owner. Is the owner here? Uh, but or is he in Australia with his daughter, who, by the way, is, I think, the third ranked tennis player in the world. What does the owner have to do with Hamlin being dead? Well, I mean, is or he also dead or is he double. a part of it? You know, I mean, there's all but you got to throw the conspiracy so has to have something else to grab onto. It just can't be a singular thing. Yeah. I don't know who comes up with this kind of stuff, man. I really don't. I think it's a group of people sitting around just yeah. wanting to throw stuff out there to see who will react to it. a body double. Really? Like like he's double. like he's a like he's a foreign dictator, who, which they all know. For those of you guys who don't know, foreign dictators use him all the time. There's a movie out called The Devil's Double, which is about Uday Akuse's uh, lookalike. Iraq. It's amazing. Well, Saddam Hussein absolutely one hundred percent had yeah. body doubles, and many of them. Yes, but and and I remember during the war, he sent one of them out. Yeah. And you're looking at that guy, and you're like. Yeah, that looks like but him. It's not, but it's how creepy. But Uday's double looked just like him, and in fact, Saddam took him in as his own. Oh, and this gosh. guy got all of the stuff. If you're him, yeah, you get all the stuff—the Ferraris, the women, the money. But it is this is not that right. We're, like Demar Hamlin is not some big conspiracy theory. There's not some wackiness here. Conspiracy people are the stupidest people on the planet because they'll believe anything. They'll crawl down a hole and believe anything. So let me let me just say this, like. Every Buffalo Bills player that was at the hospital or talked to him on the phone. His family. His family. You got to get them all in on it. They, they, all, they all are in on this. They all know he's dead, but they're just continuing on. Yeah. Really. Or he's in the hospital still. It's ridiculous. And here, if you, if you really want to know who conspiracy theory people are, go to the county fair. <laughs> and when you see somebody get hypnotized rather easily, go, <laughs> that person believes in all kinds of wacky stuff. Gosh. <laughs> it's it's amazing. And, uh, you know, right away when he got hurt, it was like, oh, he must have gotten the shot. Must have gotten the shot. He must have gotten that COVID vaccine. Oh, goodness. It's it's really scary that there are people out there that believe this kind of stuff. Well, maybe it makes them feel better for some of them. Again, no, some, I think they're insane. Look, are there stuff that's out there? We have absolutely every right to question the government. Absolutely. You think the government's telling us everything absolutely. truly right? Yes. No. We should always question. But still, but some Hamlin, of it is just so ridiculous. Damar it has nothing to do with anything. Damar Hamlin is not dead. And it was not a body double. Coming up next, will the Super Bowl make Arizona's economy go bonkers? Stick around.